The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Han Jr. Thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV, channel 8, and Comcast, channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV, channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church located at 1043 Middle Street is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon. A landmark in Kalhi for 98 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada Bilalakbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hans Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and confidence and homes, and should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Our words of praise and thanksgiving will be sung by the church choir under the leadership of Emilia Hahn to this glorious song entitled, God's Choir. 
Accompanying them will be Edith Matsuki on the piano and Rose Bohaku Carter on the organ. Please join in singing as the words appear on your screen. For those who are seeking peace, hope, and comfort, it can only be found in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Lend an ear to our talented church band under my guidance. Play this thought-provoking tune entitled, Pass Me Not.
In Luke 16:13, it reads, No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Our solo this morning, Christy Hahn, will sing the choice she has made in this song entitled, I Will Choose Christ. Accompanying her will be Associate Pastor Marvin Lumping on the bass, Trusty Associate Pastor Evans Pro Senior, Mason Assange Senior on the guitars, Iris Locke on the drums, and myself on the piano. Christ, I will choose 
Once again, we have our church choir singing this inspirational song entitled, Bring Us Hope. Hebrews 11 once states, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Are you seeking hope and strength in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, viewers? Today is the accepted hour. Tomorrow is not promised to us. Playing alongside our choir will be Seneca Rose Han on her cello.
Many of us have turned our backs on the Lord time and time again, yet His love is steadfast. Did He not leave the 99 sheep to go after the one? Jesus will never leave you nor forsake you. Our church orchestra will play for us this wonderful song entitled, Just As I Am. In Matthew 16, 18, the Word of God says in part, Upon this rock I will build my church. It is the firm rock of Christ Jesus that we must put our trusting faith in. He is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the soon coming bridegroom. Our vocal group, the Daughters of Judah, will sing this strong and uplifting song entitled, The Solid Rock. Accompanying them will be Christy Hahn on the piano. It gives me great pleasure to dedicate this inspiring song to Kamuela Pang of the Hawaii Branch Church. May you be showered with God's blessings, pressed on and overflowing in this life and that to come. Enjoy your dedicated song, Kamuela, and have a fantastic Sunday. My hope is 
Then Jesus' blood and righteousness, I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. When darkness seems to veil His face, I rest on His unchanging grace. Praise the Lord, and good morning, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television times, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTV channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. 
from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming and from 6 to 7 a.m. On, on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanero Sr. in Kanakakai Molokai, by Pastor Walter I. Tin Loy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui Branch Church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. God's Word, the Bible is still an amazing and formidable resource and tool filled with God-given answers to sustain a strong spiritual life and to become pleasing in His sight. Please reposition your Bible front and center if you have pushed it aside and follow along as I present my sermon reading for today entitled, Fleshy Tables of the Heart. Today, dear telecast viewers, we urgently plead with you to simply say, it is now high time to come out of the world and its sinful pleasures. This is no time to be compromising with sin, and especially since we live in such perilous times. The reason for the perils falling upon the world and mankind is because of man's increasing iniquity and disbelief in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ's desire is that all men come to repentance and that they come willingly and with penitence. Man's only recourse as we anticipate the hand of the Lord is to ask him to make all the crooked paths straight and to protect us with the name and blood of Jesus Christ. Please turn and read with me. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 2 and 3, ye are our epistles written in our hearts, known and read of all men. For as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, 
but with the Spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshy tables of the heart. Our lives are an open book before the Lord Jesus Christ and all mankind. Therefore, we should live a life above sin to the glory of God in all that we do and say in this earthly life. We will be a blessing to others as well as to ourselves if our daily actions reflect the Spirit of God within, exhibiting mighty workings motivated by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Just as God passed over the children of Israel on the night they left Egypt, He will pass over His true born-again Christians when His hand of judgment falls upon this sinful and unbelieving world. Therefore, we encourage you to pay close attention to every word of God presented in today's sermon during their journey through the wilderness unto the promised land. God was with the children of Israel each and every step of the way. He required them to be faithful and he requires the same faith in all of us today. The Lord God went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to travel by day and by night. Today, the Lord Jesus Christ blesses his believers with visions, signs, miracles, and great wonders to inspire them to march forward toward the kingdom of God during these end times. In the harness of the journey, God provided water out of a rock two times and also made the bitter water sweet and fit for the consumption. He provided meat and manna when the children of Israel complained, and yet they tempted the Lord God, asking, Can God provide a table in the wilderness? The children of Israel camped at the foot of Mount Sinai, and at that time, God called Moses to the top of the mount for an intended purpose. In Exodus chapter 24, verses 10 and 12, it reads, And they saw the God of Israel, and there was under his feet as it were a paved work of a sapphire stone, and as it were the body of heaven in his clearness. And upon the nobles of the children of Israel, he laid not his hand. Also they saw God and did eat and drink, and the Lord said unto Moses, Come up to me into the mount and be there, and I will give thee tables of stone and a law and commandments which I have written, that thou mayest teach them. God's word documents the truth that no man has seen God at any time, because God is a spirit. These privileged few saw a similitude a manifestation and a manner by which God revealed himself to mankind with all his glory. These, though in the presence of God, saw him only from a distance and were specifically told, Worship ye afar off, but Moses alone, alone shall come near him. His presence filled the heavens, and his brilliancy and radiance is likened to precious jewels scripturally describing heaven as being in his clearness. 
In heaven, everything will be in clear view and nothing will be hidden. God has established a path to gain access to heaven, to behold his presence through the gospel of the kingdom of God. They were blessed even more with his invitation to sit and eat with God as a more personal and intimate relationship. This experience at the foot of Sinai serves as an indicator to us of things to come. Someday we will also be invited to have this same experience. And when it is fulfilled, we will sit in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Almighty God. This relationship parallels the Last Supper when Jesus Christ urged his disciples to assemble themselves in the upper room. After partaking of the feast of the Passover with them, Jesus Christ established his New Testament with mankind. Paul describes this spiritual setting in Hebrews chapter 8, verses 1 through 5. Now of the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. We have such an high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle which the Lord pitched and not man. For every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices. Wherefore, it is of necessity that this man have somewhat also to offer. For if he were on earth, he should not be a priest, seeing there are priests that offer gifts according to the law, who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. For see, said he, that thou make all things according to the pattern showed to thee in the mount. The rites of Old Testament worship foreshadowed the things to come, as described in Colossians 2:17, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. A shadow is the likeness of an image, and the Old and New Testament are fulfilled in the life of Jesus Christ. The building of the tabernacle highlights its importance in the worship of God. The pattern for its construction was given, saying, Thus shall it be. And Moses followed God's instructions. And thus was it built. The tabernacle built according to the heart and mind of God first resembled his church and his body, where it serves as a habitation of God through the Spirit here upon the earth. Secondly, the tabernacle is likened unto the believer, wherein God's Holy Spirit dwells to lead and guide him. Thirdly, the tabernacle acts as a figure of the things in the heavens upon the earth. God's plan of salvation was put in force on the day Adam and Eve disobeyed God's instruction and ate of the forbidden fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Sin and death thereby passed upon all mankind. And we must therefore ask ourselves, what must we do to make ourselves right with the Lord Jesus Christ. While Peter preached Jesus Christ to the Gentiles at the church of Caesarea, the Holy Ghost fell on all that heard the word. In the eyes of the Lord Jesus Christ, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, for all are under sin. There is none righteous, no, not one. In Acts 10, chapter, verses 46, 48, we read, Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water, that these should not be baptized, 
which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. It is Jesus Christ who shed his blood on the cross of Calvary to bring remission of sins through baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. He is the only Savior for this lost and dying world. Jesus Christ was baptized in the river Jordan to give us a pattern of good works to follow. Have you made your peace and repentance to him? And have you been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ? If not, listen to his voice as he speaks to us in John 3, 5. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Peter explained that baptism is the act of a good conscience toward God. And Paul indicated that baptism signifies the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Being born again by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ clearly reveals the keys to the kingdom of God. Peter declared on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2.38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Baptism in the name of Jesus Christ is clearly validated in Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Philippians 2, 9 through 11 tells us, Wherefore, God hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Furthermore, Colossians 2, 9 through 10 exclaims, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Speaking in tongues confirms God's Bible evidence for receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. The disciples experienced the unknown tongue on the day of Pentecost, confirming what Jesus Christ had told them 10 days earlier when they observed him ascend into heaven, being received by a cloud out of their sight. To be complete in him is to possess the fullness of the gospel of the kingdom of God, as Paul writes in Colossians 1, 26 to 27, even the mystery which had been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Jesus Christ is our high priest who dwells in the tabernacle of our hearts. He is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. As Moses, the priests, and the seventy ate and drank in the presence of God, they shared a personal communion 
with God. Jesus Christ is calling out to mankind, come and dine. The menu includes the gospel of the kingdom of God, the gift of the Holy Spirit, whose purpose is salvation of the soul and spiritual strength and nourishment for all mankind. When Jesus Christ came into this world, he came as the son of God and as God in the flesh. At the Last Supper, Jesus Christ introduced a New Testament with new instructions for all to follow. He instituted the New Testament by giving his life on the cross of Calvary, thus causing the New Testament to be effective with his death as testator. Jesus Christ spoke in Matthew 26, 28 to 29, saying, For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Moses, Joshua, Aaron, the priests, and the 70 elders represent God's holy people and royal priesthood. Paul highlights God's holy will and instructions for life in 1 Corinthians 10, 1 through 4. Moreover, brethren, I will not that he should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. In Exodus chapter 24, verses 15 to 18, Moses left Aaron and her in charge of the people and started his ascent to the top of the mount with Joshua. And Moses went up into the mount, and a cloud covered the mount. And the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai. And the cloud covered it six days. And the seventh day he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud, and the sight of the glory of the Lord was like devouring fire on the top of the mount in the eyes of the children of Israel. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud and got him up into the mountain. And Moses was in the mount 40 days and 40 nights. King David declares in Psalms 24, 3 to 5, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul into vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and the righteousness from the God of his salvation. In Exodus 31, 18, we read, And he gave unto Moses, when he had made an end of communion with him, Upon Moses and I, two tables of testimony, tables of stone written with the finger of God. Moses ascended to the top of the mount to commune with God. However, Israel as a whole could not pass through the barriers of holiness because of their uncleanness. Ascending further up the mount was Moses and Joshua. Moses, God's anointed leader, spoke with God face to face, and their conversations were as a man speaks to his friend. Joshua resembles the child of God 
and an appointed leader who is willing and able to minister to the needs of God's anointed with unquestionable loyalty and courage. God spoke to Moses in full and complete revelations, just as he speaks to his anointed servant and in turn instructs the entire body of Christ. Significantly, we learn from the scriptures that God works in pairs, and the number two indicates a witness, testimony, and verification. An example can be found in the two tables of stone. The two tables of stone given by God to Israel have a spiritual significance, first indicating Israel as a nation under the law, and secondly, representing believers being saved through grace. The first table of stone established the first covenant between God and man. God provided the tablets of stone, engraving the commandments with his finger into the stone, rendering it unchangeable. God spoke to Moses in Exodus 32, 7 to 8, and the Lord said to Moses, Go, get thee down, for thy people, which thou boughtest out of the land of Egypt, have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a molten calf, and have worshipped it, and have sacrificed thereunto, and said, these be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Moses and Joshua descended from the mount and found it to be as the Lord had said. Immediately, Moses' demeanor was of wrath and anger because Israel was in the place of sin and idolatry. The tablets were thrown from the hands of Moses and broke at the foot of the mount. And that then ended the first agreement. Humbly pleading, Moses persuaded God to repent of his wrath towards Israel, and through grace, another covenant was established. However, in this second covenant, God instructed Moses to hew out the tablets of stone, like into the first, indicating that mankind must come, seeking the spirit of the living God, not in the tables of stone, but in fleshy tables of the heart. No one was allowed near or on the mount, and Moses made humble, and sincere appeals to see the Lord's glory, saying, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. As believers, we also look forward to the day when we will see the Lord Jesus Christ, who has redeemed us from our sins and behold him in his full glory. John the Beloved encourages us in 1 John 3, 2, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. On this second occasion, Moses separated himself from the world through fasting, making intercession for Israel. When Moses descended from the mount the second time, the glory of the Lord accompanied him, as we read in Exodus 34, 28 to 30. And he was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He did neither eat bread nor drink water, and he wrote upon the tables the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. And it came to pass when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tables of testimony in Moses' hand. When he came down from the mount, that Moses wist not that the skin of his face shone while he talked with him. And when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come nigh him. God's new ministration of his Holy Spirit softened the natural face of Moses. As Moses represented the law, condemning sin with death, now the glory of Jesus Christ, who is the fulfillment of the law, brings grace, forgiveness, and salvation to mankind. 
The Apostle Paul provides this inspiring scripture found in 2 Corinthians 3.17. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. If you'd like to know more about God's word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. To close another hour of a sweet fellowship are the members of our church band playing the tune entitled, Marching On With Jesus.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.